All right, so tonight is a little bit different. Uh, I'm not going to be up here much longer. Um, we had recently, I mean, we've been praying for months for New Mexico, right? We've, we've been talking about it for a long time. We just had a team of, of missionaries, volunteers go and, and do some missions work there. And so I've asked the four of our well representatives to come up and share some of uh, the stories that they have now um, from going to do, to do that mission. And so once you four come on up, you can pick whichever seats you want up here. There they are. Our four all-stars. We can give them a hand. Yeah. Give them a hand. All right. Awesome. There. Mark, you can, you can have that mic. Mark's going Mark's gonna to start rapping, I think. No, no, okay. So what we're going to do, I, I texted them some questions to kind of go through just to give them a guideline. You guys are welcome to share extra stuff if there's just a story that you want to tell, if there's just a specific kid, as long as, you know, you don't cry because, you know, last week that makes me cry, and that was ridiculous. So don't do that. Uh, no, uh, if, if there's something that stood out to you, uh, man, share that. But uh, So Wyatt's going to MC. He's going to read the questions. Yeah, quiet. Why it's going to? He's going to MC for us. He's going to work through the questions and, and keep things rolling. Um, and then we'll just uh, we'll just do that as long as it takes. Um, as we get started, I want to go ahead and just have you guys each introduce yourselves and uh, tell what your responsibilities were on the trip. And then we'll get into the questions. Is that cool? <coughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, my name is Wyatt Angel, and uh, I ran the games for the children. My name is Alex Gaskin. Um, I did worship, backup dancer for Rachel as well. <laughs> I'm Mark Davis, and I was a small group leader, and I had to keep Rex Barr in line. I am Rachel Liddy. And I did worship for high school and elementary school with Alex, and he was a great backup dancer, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> as Matt said, he uh, texted us a bunch of questions, so um, I'm just going to read the first one off, and if anybody wants to start or I can start, uh, we can go from there. So the first question is, what was the biggest challenge for you personally before the trip? Um, so <laughs> the biggest challenge probably for me was, uh, this was my first mission trip to go on. Uh, that's always daunting. That's always, um, an anxious thing, no matter where you're going. Uh, thankfully we were able to just go across the country. I didn't have to buy a passport. I didn't have to spend several thousand dollars like, uh, other mission trip. And I knew as soon as we heard about New Mexico, uh, last fall that I wanted to go on it, right? You know, God tugs on our heart to go places. I was very thankful for the opportunity, um, but we didn't hear about it for a while. We prayed about it uh, in January, and there was a meeting, I think, um, to decide whether we were going or not, and then I didn't hear anything until Craig talked to me, and obviously he didn't know anything until he came and talked to me in April, um, and we left uh, near the end of June, so now the trip wasn't that expensive, but um, you know, anything that involves money, anything that involves going across the country, um, depending on who you are, can make you anxious, can make you uh, worry about things. And I worried, right? I worried about 
raising the money because I knew God wanted me to go. Um, and that was probably the biggest challenge, the biggest fear I had was, okay, Lord, you want me to go on this, you, pro- you will provide. Uh, there's a verse in First uh, Thessalonians 5 that says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Right? If he calls you to do it, uh, he will get you there. So I, I had a lot of prayer, I had a lot of uh, thinking to do, and, and of course I wanted to go, and, and I raised more than enough money, thanks to a lot of very giving people. Uh, so I think that was the biggest challenge I had. Um, for me, uh, we heard about it a while ago too, and I was interested in it, but I didn't hear anything else about it. And uh, I actually missed the first meeting that they had to like, if you were interested, you, sh- you should go to the meeting. And so I just found Craig one Sunday. I was like, hey, I think I want to go to New Mexico. He's like, all right, well, ask your parents. So that was at like 9 a.m., so I asked them at like 9.45 during church. I was like, hey, Craig, I think I'm going to go to New Mexico. So um, the hardest part or the biggest challenge for me before was like getting in the mindset like to prepare before the trip. Um, I felt like I was kind of separated from everyone else because I didn't go to a lot of the meetings um, because I was at camp and I was also doing worship for Ignite so I missed like a couple of the meetings so I only went to one meeting so I totally felt unprepared going into the trip and it really freaked me out. Uh, I was like man I don't know what to do. Uh, Rachel wasn't even sure as far as like worship what we were supposed to do and I was like man I didn't practice any of the songs beforehand And so um, I think the biggest challenge for me was just uh, trusting God and keeping my cool before the trip and not getting too anxious. Yeah. I had a number of challenges before we started the trip. Um, One of them is that I've been praying for a while. Uh, My cousin Sammy, who's quite a bit younger than me, and I have a singing thing going on. And she and I were trying to and praying for opportunities to just sing for people. And suddenly this opportunity in Dover is going to be downtown Dover. is going to be a music festival. And it was going to be, and we actually, my aunt, nepotism works, by the way. My aunt knows the person who is running it, and she got us a chance to sing for them at their festival. And we we're like, yes, this is going to be awesome. We're praying to a half hour, 45 minutes, you know, sing for people. This is what we've been praying for. And, oh, wait, it's the day that we were going to leave for the trip. And it's like, oh. So I had to pray about what I was going to do. Also, like health-wise, I've had a lot more colds and allergies this year, which uh, TMI maybe. It would just leave me waking up some mornings just feeling a little bleh and not fun. So I was afraid I was going to gag on people or, you know. And then, then like, uh, and like as Alex was saying, like I just wasn't feeling – I had a work situation coming up, and when you're a teacher and it's summer, you're not supposed to have work situations coming up, but one was happening for me this year. And so I was so focused on that, and then I was doing summer school for half days. I just wasn't really in the same mind frame as some of the people that were going. I know um, that, like, Kimmy Millard was, like, walking out in the heat just to get used to the, the conditions of New Mexico, and the bars were, like, practicing all the songs so they would know them, and I'm just sitting here, like, I don't feel like I'm even ready to be there because my mind's just not going there. And also just some challenges are just that um, originally we're supposed to have our camp in this field, pretty much this little field out in the New Mexico heat. And when we were there, the locals were complaining about how hot it is, so that's how hot it was 
It's pretty hot when we were there. And, uh, you know, there's just so many different things about it that, and then that it just didn't sound, and the altitudes weren't going to be good. So there's so many aspects of the trip that I was, like, thinking, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I don't know. Oh, and on, on top of it all, because of all the allergy stuff and all the stress of work things, I've started waking up at 4.30 in the morning every morning, like the week before, the couple weeks before. I was like, there's a two-hour time difference. So if I wake up at 4.30, I'm going to be waking up at 2.30 in New Mexico, <laughs> and then I'm going to have five hours to get myself mentally prepared, and then... And I've had days recently, well, not recent, actually since we've come back, I've been great, God's good. Um, but when I was having those things where I'd be waking up at like 4.30, I'd just be dead exhausted all day. And Craig would be saying things like, we got to be there for the kids, we have to be. And I'm like, if I wake up at 2.30, I don't know how I'm going to be there for the kids. So I just, you know, all that was just really interesting. And I just had to trust God that he was going to take care of things. And that music festival got canceled, so... I actually ended up saying, sorry, I can't come to your festival because I'm going on this trip because I really felt like God was telling me to go on that trip. So I said, sorry, I can't come to the festival that I told you I was going to come. And they were okay with it, and then it got canceled. So praise the Lord. He's awesome. All right. Um, I feel like I had a lot of challenges, uh, mostly caused by myself. Um, but I was along with Wyatt. Whoops. There goes my paper. Sorry. Um <laughs> I I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was not trusting that God could take care of me financially. And it's funny because whenever people were preparing to go on missions trip in the, in the past, I'm like, oh, God will take care of your financial situation. It's fine. Like, just trust him. And then when I was put in the situation, I totally failed. I was a mess. Um, Craig saw me upset a lot, so thank you for dealing with me, but, um, yeah, so it was hard because I'm also in college, and I was worried about not being able to pay for school, because I was in, I was going to take summer classes, but I needed to pay for my summer classes, but I also had to pay for the trip, so, and I was a broke college student, so I was like, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, um, and instead of just giving it to God, I worried about it and worried about it and worried about it some more um, until one night I was on my kitchen floor crying and asking God to help me with this situation. And within three days, the trip was paid for. So that was the main struggle for me. Um, so not submitting to the Lord and just trusting that he would take care of that. Um, and also... I guess I was kind of along with everyone else. Although Craig did a great job of preparing us and trying to help us feel organized, but there was still just the fear of the unknown of how it was going to go. So I think that was the main thing. Of it was just, okay, no matter how much you prepare, we don't know how it's going to go. But that goes along with trusting the Lord again. So my biggest issue was trust. Okay, uh, so the next question is, did you have any fears or apprehensions that God helped you overcome during the trip? How did he help you? Um, so I guess one of the fears I had, this kind of goes along with before the trip. Uh, when you hear about you know, going to reach a group of people that um, you don't know much about or a group of people that um, 
maybe don't look like you or act like you, um, or at least having thoughts or hearing um, things about these people, right? Uh, we went to um, have a Bible camp for these Native American children, um, and a lot of thoughts pop into your head about, you know, what if they aren't acceptant of, of us and our culture, and, and what if they don't like us, or what if they aren't uh, accepting of us, right? And um, I kind of had those thoughts before and when I was there at the beginning. Um, I wanted to uh, obviously do what, do what the Lord wanted me to do and reach these kids and share the gospel with them and, and love on them. Um, and, and God helped me overcome those things um, just by trusting in him. And, and uh, we had some devotionals that we did um, in the morning that really helped and obviously reading uh, throughout my day. Uh, and just allowing God's word to settle in my heart and, and him letting me know that, that no um, group of people are, are too different or too, um, yeah, too different for the gospel. Uh, it was really encouraging to see the kids respond, see how the kids were just like us, right? They needed, they needed Christ, and, um, and the people there were great. The people there were accommodating. Um, the kids were just like the kids that you see running around this town. Um, so that was very encouraging. Uh, I was I was worried about that, just wanting to love these kids and making sure that they knew that we loved them. So that was something I was fearful of. Um, I think m the biggest fear for me, uh, just more with what I said earlier with the unpreparedness, but like when we got there, I felt like everything went super smoothly with all of our... Um, roles that we had to do um, and it was really laid back so like with worship we kind of just went with stuff on the fly and uh, just changed some stuff according to how the kids reacted and I thought it was really cool um, it was a lot of fun I had a blast dancing uh, they weren't as big into dancing which kind of broke my heart <laughs> but um, it was still fun so I didn't have a lot of like big fear, so I think that was the biggest one for me. Um, I think for me a big part of the trip was just God saying, and I think trust has become like a major theme for most of us, was like the week before the trip, I still wake up at like 4.30 in the morning. I was still feeling awful with my sinuses. I still had all these uncertainties and doubts and things, and I think God's just like, you know, tough luck, like, you need to go and trust me, because sometimes that's the way you have to grow, like, you have to, I'm not going to help you, I'm not going to spoon feed you right now, like, you need to go and trust me, and then when I got there, like, it all was gone, like, I was sleeping very well, I had no allergy issues, probably because there's not pollen out there, um, and I don't, it's just so funny, like, I such at peace, like, every day, it was so weird, <laughs> like, it's a peace that passes understanding, because you're in, like, a foreign, well, it's, it's not foreign, but it feels foreign, because there's all these different cultures, and it's just a place you're not used to, and actually, like, as I said before, the camp was originally supposed to be in this big, em this big little field, and it's gonna be hot all day and stuff, and God really took care of us, because there was a, at this Nambe Pueblo, there was an activity center, it's kind of like a gymnasium classroom set up that we prayed for, we said, God, can you give us that to use, and God provided that, so we were able to have it in an air-conditioned building, and there's plenty of space, and it's so nice to see that God was 
was listening to our prayers and that, you know, we had to have faith that, okay, even if we're going to be in that hot field burning to death all day, like it's okay because God has our back. God's going to take care of us. And he did. So that's, you know, so it was really cool how like once and ever since we've gotten back, like I've had no sleep. I'm sleeping very well. It's so funny how God's like kind of healed me. I don't know if New Mexico had magic powers on me or something, but <laughs> I'm I'm doing very well now. So I don't know, just it was fun because I had to trust in God. And I think just through each day as God was showing me, I'm taking care of you. And I even put Facebook posts like, please pray for our health or please pray for this. And I could tell those prayers were happening and I could tell that they were working just because I wasn't, I, I felt totally prepared and energetic and ready to go every morning and that wasn't like me the week before. So God is good. Yeah, I'm glad we weren't in that field because I think I would have died um, after dancing because the first day I felt like I ran 10 miles dancing, <laughs> two songs. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hard, but God got me through that too. Um, I say the biggest fear that I had, well, on top of the financial thing, um, was, well, this was my first missions trip, and it was kind of a larger responsibility than, I don't know, is normal, leading worship, and I had to talk a lot, and um, I think God has really prepared me in leading summer fun with the children at our church, because Craig makes me do the welcome sometimes, and I was always scared, but now it's, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry, I get to do the welcome. <laughs> yes, um, and I got to talk a lot, so that was great, um, but now it's like, okay, God will stretch you and stretch you and stretch you some more, so I'm afraid what he's going to do next to me, um, but it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the next question is, um, what was the biggest surprise from the trip? Uh, so the biggest surprise that I thought, uh, so we had a lot of meetings leading up to the trip, obviously. There was a lot of organization. There was a lot of um, doubts, a lot of questions we had. I mean, even Craig, there was a lot of things we didn't, didn't know because we've never been there. Um, so we tried to plan as best as possible. We had a lot of awesome people organizing things, and I think the biggest surprise was just how smooth things went. Uh, when we got there, it w we, we didn't have as many kids as we had originally hoped, uh, but everything went as smooth as I think it could have gone. Now, maybe I don't have the best judgment, but uh, I thought it went great. I think that I was, you know, as, as anxious as I am sometimes, um, just thinking of the worst sometimes, um, and God really uh, made it very clear that uh, he was going to make things work the way he wanted them to, and they worked uh, very well. And I was I was very happy. I was very, um, you know, just excited to go back afterwards and just uh, thankful for everyone that made it work, everyone who was involved. It was a team effort, and... Um, yeah, I think I think that was a big surprise for me. A good surprise. Um, the base biggest surprise for me is um, how open the kids were. You two, like right off the bat, I kind of I kind of thought that the kids would be like in a shell and not really open to us. Um, but like within the first hour, I was best friends with 
uh, two brothers, Uriah and Xavier, and they're still my best friends. Um, and, like, I felt like everyone on the team, like, within the first two hours of the day, I felt like everyone had someone who were there, like, oh, that was cool. And, like, they hit it off with them, and they knew something about them. And we did little icebreakers, and you got to know a lot about the kids and a lot about uh, the people who we were working with. Like, um, I knew the people on the team from our church, but I didn't, like, really know them. And, like, like me and Mark are best friends now. Um, we bonded, and uh, <laughs> it was fun. And, like, uh, it, our room was me, Wyatt, Craig, and Mark. And, I mean, Mark, we're best friends. If you don't know it, well, you know it now. Uh, so it was really cool just the relationships that we made. Um, I think that was the biggest surprise for me. I just didn't think that that would happen as quickly as it did. But it did, so it was cool. Um, for me, like, the surprise, uh, there's a few surprises. A lot of what he said is very similar to what, like, I wanted to say. Like, I, I know I had mentioned earlier that I just didn't feel prepared going because I had so much stuff school-related and summer school and just just things going on that were distracting me from the trip. And as I was saying, there's certain people on the trip who were just gung-ho from the beginning, like, yeah, let's go do this. And I'm just like, I'm not ready to go, but here we go. <laughs> and um, we showed up the first day and, like, I just immediately s fell in love with the kids. It's just kind of a weird, like, kind of like he said, like, like as soon as, like, we had gotten a list of the kids before we went, and I had five kids, Dean, Crucito, Uriah, Israel, and Marcos. They were my kids. They were the five that I was going to be running small group with. And even seeing those names, like, it didn't mean much to me when I just saw names on a paper. But, like, once we finally got there and I saw their faces and got to know their personalities, it's like, oh, like, I really, like, within, like, the first time, like, I just was loving them, and I was just like, oh, man, like, I just want them to know the gospel, and I think it's important that they know that, and I, I think it's part of, it's just, if you think about how God is working, like, we had five days with them, so as I think about it, it's kind of like would make sense why God would allow for us to be, get so close so fast, because we only had five days with them. We had five days to get them to trust that what we say is truth, even if it's not just the gospel, like they can trust that what we say is good. Because then, you know, in our small group time, since I was a small group leader, we'd be sharing the gospel and stuff with them and sharing things about the wordless book lessons. And we had to get it so that way they at least liked us a little bit. And and also, like another surprise, just the wealth of people who are in our church that I didn't know about. Um, the Bix, Bars, Bananas, Flinners, they are a wealth of information. And if you're not seeking those people out to get to know them and like the bars, I had to work with Rex. Rex and I were small group leaders together and he just has so much Bible knowledge that I didn't even know. I had no clue. Like you just, you would be surprised. And uh, sometimes I just needed that Bible knowledge. Sometimes in our small group, because I'm a teacher and I'm used to being around little kids, I did a lot of the leading of the discussion, but sometimes it'd be like, oh wait, I don't have a Bible. And he's like, whoo. He had like a Bible verse like right there, boom, there you go. And it was like, sweet. And so we worked very well as a team. And the three up here, I'm just, they're so mature and wise for their age, I feel. And uh, just listening to their co humorous conversations in the back of the van, <laughs> like they really are on fire for God. And I hope it lasts forever because 
I'm just like, wow, I wish I w had that much fire when I was their age, and I wish I had that much fire now, because they're on it, and they know, I mean, probably not all the time, but, you know, they, <laughs> I'm just amazed. And then, you know, getting to be good friends with all the people up here, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, I agree with everyone and the surprises. Um, I was very impressed with the way that everyone truly, like it was supernatural the way that everyone connected and just worked together. Um, it was real. it was awesome. Yeah. Um, God always knows who's going to be there, obviously, and he just prepared every single one, even when we didn't know what we were doing. He did, so that was great. Um, and then also, uh, Craig would tell me, you know, you got to be energetic because you're up here, the kids will still be down here, but they were really into it, and I was really pleased because I was scared that I was just going to be this weird energetic person doing all these weird dance moves that they've never seen before but the little kids really got into it so that was super fun and there were a couple that were clinging to me because they like to dance and I like to dance too so we did that a lot um yeah it was cool yeah uh our next question is what was the biggest challenge or lesson you had um, so I like to think of the old saying, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, when we went there, you know, these kids didn't care how much Bible we knew. They didn't care, um, what, what we said to them, um, or how we shared it unless, um, we loved them, right? They, they wanted to be loved. Um, and I think the biggest lesson that, that I learned is that um, people want to be loved. People want to know that you care about them. People want to know that you genuinely want a relationship with them, not to get something from them, not to just share your worldview with them, but because you actually care about them. Um, and the kids responded very well. They actually commented a couple times. They would say, so how much are you guys getting paid to be here? And we're like, well, we're not getting paid anything. We're actually paying to be here. Um, so that was just kind of surprising to hear. Um, just like the kids were like, why, why are you guys here? Why do you love us so much? Um, and obviously that was to um, share Christ with them and share the gospel with them. Um, and it just makes you sad to leave these kids who, um, you know, many of them, you don't know what their home lives are like. You don't know um, if they go to church. You don't know what, what they are learning day to day. Um, but we were thankful for just the opportunity to get the week to share with them um, and let them know that we, we genuinely love them. So the biggest challenge for me was um, I was not in a small group, and there was initially supposed to be like, I think it was like 60-some kids that were supposed to be there, and we had like 40-ish around there. And um, so it was kind of hard for me, I felt like, to... I just pull a kid aside and be like, so what do you think about this week? And um, what are you thinking about the lessons? Like, what does that mean to you? Um, but I felt like with Uriah and Xavier, and specifically, I had plenty of times like where it was just us two out playing soccer to where I was kind of like, so what do you think about the lesson? They're like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. All right, what else? <laughs> like, uh, So that's why I was the most... I felt like the biggest challenge for me 
was just setting aside that time to have that personal one-on-one time with a kid just to see what they're thinking and kind of let them know your story. Um, Like with those two, I got to share my story a little bit with them, and it was really cool because we got to bond, and they liked a lot of stuff that I like. Like they both like soccer, and they like dirt bikes. So it was really cool. We could talk about that, and I could kind of relate it in a way, and we related. So it was easier for us to um, just have that connection. But, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, what was the biggest challenge or lesson you learned? Wow. Um, one of the things that I can say is the last probably, I'd say 2015 in my life was a huge shift and jump, and I needed God really bad for that. But, like, once 2016 hit, I've had two years of comfort zones, two years of kind of falling away just because I'm in such a comfortable position in life. I just haven't felt like I need it. Not that I don't need God. I know I need God, but it just slips my mind how much I still need him every day, even when you're in your comfort zone, even when you're feeling like you can do everything. I mean, my job was my comfort zone. Um, The ministries I serve in here at church are comfort zones because I've been doing a lot of them for so long. And there's this, I've I've built such a comfort zone around, like a comfort bubble around me, basically. And it was interesting because like this year, God in many ways is like forcing me out of the comfort zone. And uh, I feel like this trip was the first step in a lot of that because like Craig would be saying things like, you know, you need to, g- you need to make sure you're spiritually on it because, you know, every, and I, re- I, remember I forget who it was, one of the people who was on the trip who gave like a devotion said about how, you know, Satan's going to try to take us out so we can't best reach people there and it felt like every day we had a mission and I was like I need to make sure I'm spiritually on it I need to make sure I'm not in the flesh I need to make sure I'm not and can I just say like for the last two years like just being in the flesh has kind of just been default for me and it's just kind of been I just kind of been going through the motions for the last couple years because I've just been in a comfort zone and it was awesome for this trip because I like I, I knew like I can't be in the flesh I can't be in the comfort zone because that could because we're all a team and we all need each other and these kids need me to be on fire for the lord every day and they need me to be focused on the mission or else it's not going to happen or they might not get the gospel because i'm being selfish and being not who god wants me to be and so the biggest lesson i learned was that you know even when I'm in my comfort zone, which God is actually stripping me out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways right now in my life right now, um, I, need to re- I need to rely on him all the time. And uh, I think it's a good start because I know I said at one of the meetings, I have a new teaching position next year, which is completely out of my comfort zone. And I know that God has to take care of me and is going to have to have to push me around. Is gonna have to, I'm going to have to rely on him a lot for it. And I think also a kind of a lesson I learned was um, it's so much easier to stay in the spirit when you have fellowship. And being around all of them, Craig, these three, everyone, it's so much easier. Like that's probably the closest I felt to God in a few years because I was constantly around Christians who were like on fire for the Lord and wanted to talk about God and put God first in their lives. And I was just like, wow, like 
I've been missing this. Like, I didn't realize when you fall away a little bit, you don't realize what you're missing. Like, you forget, like, what it was like to be on fire for God. And it's just kind of, it's really nice to be on that trip with all these people because it was like, wow, like, I feel like I'm on fire again. I have a mission. I have a purpose. And even when I get back home, like, I'm going to have a mission and purpose every day. And I can't be selfish and I can't be in the flesh. And it's still hard because, like, I... Ever since I've come back, like I can't say it's been I've been perfect every day, and I know no one is, but it's just harder without fellowship. So, I, God's been teaching me that I need fellowship very badly, and it's not just coming to the well, which I love you guys, but I need to f- see people outside of the well too. So, you know, and I need to trust God. So, and I know those are elementary basics, and I used to know those, but my comfort zone seemed to f- push me away. So, God's really good. Um, well, I learned a lot of things, but I've the m- big word that keeps coming to m- my brain when I think about this trip is trust. Um, and it's funny because you always hear, I mean, we sit here in these sermons, we sit in big church and we hear like, God's got it, God's going to take care of you, trust in the Lord, and all will be fine, and you're like, yeah, I will do that, and then when you're in the situation, you totally don't do that, and you're like, oh my goodness, why, why do I act exactly like the people that you learn about in the Bible, like Israel, who just messes up all the time, and you're like, why, oh, that's me, so that was a big lesson, Um, and also that there is so much out there, um, than just Little New Philly for me, because I have been here my whole life. I grew up here. I, I go to college here. I go to church here, and all that is great, and that is where the Lord has me right now, but it's like he opened my eyes to all of these possibilities um, if you are willing to do it, and the power of prayer also of just praying for those children and praying uh, for the Lord to soften their hearts. And he did because those children were so open and children got saved. And it was all because people were praying for months and months. So praying and trusting, definitely the biggest lessons that I learned on this trip. Okay. Sorry to kick you out. Um, Worship team's going to come up in just just a second here. Uh, You guys actually can come up now if you want. Um, Alex, can you? Thank you. Um, Man, that was. It's just an awesome thing that you know. Though we look at those four like rock stars, right? I mean, they canceled a, a concert because Mark didn't show up. I mean, they're four normal people with normal lives who love the Lord and and had an opportunity to go do something really cool for God. And they didn't feel confident in themselves any step of the way. And and God provided opportunities and he used them. And and kids got saved and kids have heard the gospel. And now there's, you know, potential for weekly Bible studies or, or frequent Bible studies there. So we need to continue to pray for Nambe, and we need to continue to pray for the opportunities to go back, to continue to invest there, and I think we all need to be praying for opportunities to go somewhere 
ourselves, right? To get an opportunity to go on a, a short-term trip somewhere. And maybe God will turn that into something else. But maybe you're thinking, well, I, I couldn't, I can't afford, he couldn't use me. I think they eliminated all of those excuses for all of us, right? God can and will use anybody that, that just wants to be used and, and wants to have the opportunity for God to put you out there. And so uh, thank you again, guys, for sharing that. Thank you for being willing to go to, to spend your own money on the Lord and uh, to spend your own time. That was awesome. So.